0: Welcome to Bramisol's Insights to Action podcast library of topics covering regulatory compliance, reporting, disclosures, financial management, and financial transformation technologies. Bramisol is the leader in SAP based finance solutions and a co innovator with SAP on developing and deploying purpose built compliance capabilities. Learn more about Bramisol. At This
1: is Jim Hunt uh, hosting the next episode of Bramisol's Insights to Action podcast series. Today we're once again focused on the treasury area, and we're lucky to have Paul Miller, who is SAP Treasury Solution Architect at Bramisol. Paul's got more than 30 years of experience in finance and treasury business applications. And he's got a really deep understanding of SAP finance offerings and, and the overall SAP ecosystem. So welcome, Paul. It's good to have you.
2: Well, thanks, Jim. Thanks for having me.
1: Okay. And uh, what we're going to do today is we're going to focus specifically on um, in-house uh, cash management and on how SAP in-house cash solutions can essentially help in a number of areas like uh managing the number of bank accounts, streamlining the cash flows, especially within a group or a company. So, uh, And Paul's going to take us deep, and uh, we're going to talk about in-house cash management, and then we're going to come back up and talk specifically about SAP apps. So maybe to kick it off, um, Paul, how would you define in-house cash management? Well,
2: in-house cash is a tool that enables Treasury to act as an internal bank. And uh most treasuries do this anyway. Um, back in the day when I was sitting in the treasurer's desk, we were part of a multinational organization. And we considered ourselves the internal bank for, for the organization. So all of our subsidiaries could focus on their day-to-day businesses where we could centralize uh, the various treasury activities, whether it related to cash management, specifically in-house cash in the areas of processing payments centrally and processing collections centrally, but also to more efficiently manage our cash flows and pools by currency, uh, not only by region, but also globally. So in-house cash is a tool that allows us to centralize our processing with payments, collections, and cash pooling.
1: Are, are, are there um, specific parameters or indicators within an organization that tell you that uh, in-house cash would be a good way to go?
2: Oh certainly. Uh, most customers will know because they may have a lack of visibility for cash. They may be uh, of their cash and their cash processing. They might not might not know their balances across the globe in the various countries and regions. Um, and they may have uh, lack of control over their processes. There may have um there may be money that's out there that they're not aware of, that they're inefficient, that they're borrowing too much, and that they're paying too much in, in interest rates. So companies typically who want in-house cash are the ones who want to streamline their processes, they want to improve their level of automation within their ERP, and they want to start getting better data, right, and more efficiency, lower cost, et cetera.
1: So essentially then the benefits would be better visibility, better management, and uh, bottom line, I guess, better use of your existing cash flows.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. You're going to get um, better security and controls. I had mentioned, and, and as you mentioned, better cash visibility. Uh, but it's also going to give you a, a, a more inputs into your forecasting. Um, a big benefit for customers also is they can, they can um, reduce idle balances. Um, once they have an automated process where they're looking at their balances every day centrally, they'll they'll be able to squeeze out balances that they would ordinarily have to hold and let a subsidiary run their own operations as well, and there's a big benefit to that.
1: So it kind of raises to a higher level of visibility those, those pockets of cash out there that may not be working for you.
2: Exactly. That's yeah,
1: that, that's great. Um, what are the... Uh, the kind of the key metrics that you need to watch for when you're setting up in-house cash management?
2: Well, the big thing when you first set it up, you got to get a handle on your requirements. So when we go out and do an implementation, the first thing we do is we will send a survey out to the company and we'll ask them, you know, how many legal entities do you operate with? What types of payments and collections do they use um, across the globe? Do they Do they do domestic wire payments, foreign wire payments? Do they do bulk payments to service accounts payable, et cetera? And we try to get a feel for the type of activity that flows through the system and and also in which currencies that they're required and what their processing looks like. And and, and the goal of that analysis is really to, to get a handle on the size of the number of transactions that they use the number of uh, independent processes that we can consolidate into a single one and to define our requirements for the core in-house cash processes.
1: Okay, uh, that's lays a great baseline about the, the why. Um, let's talk some about the how and specifically uh, SAP in-house cash uh, application and what it is and how it uh, helps you achieve the goals we've been describing. Well,
2: As I said earlier, in cash is really, it's an internal bank. So what what a customer would do would would take, so let's use an example for, let's say we have a domestic company with operations in Europe, and there may be four or five legal entities in Europe and four or five legal entities in the U.S. where they're each making their own payments. And there may be an accounts payable group in each of the 10 subsidiary entities of maybe 10 people each. So 10 times 10 is 100 people, right? So what we would do within, within those, in those 10 legal entities would each have their own 10 bank accounts with, with an external bank. With in-house cash, what we do is we replace those 10 external banks with 10 internal banks, and then our external banking is done through a single account or maybe one account per region. some cases, you may have country restrictions, you might need additional accounts. But in the simplified model, we could go from 10 bank accounts to one, and then we could take the 100 people who are processing the AP and reduce that down to maybe 10, right? Because now we have a centralized process. We could then free up the folks that are in the subsidiaries doing AP to do other things, maybe um, improve the supply chain, get better data visibility, or repurpose them into other areas of the company. But we can wind up in the end with a more streamlined process, lower our costs, lower the number of banks, number of bank accounts that we use, the the processing to do the reconciliation gets much more simplified. And so on the external world, we save a lot of costs. And now centralized treasury has better visibility to those what used to be in 10 bank accounts, now it's in one and they manage it all centrally. And they can look at that data for And So that's kind of an example of how you could see that the benefits in
1: action. And uh, and then how would the SAP solution set play into implementing that?
2: So in-house cash now, the the internal banks is the key to the to the in-house cash. We've set up an internal bank area. So now, you know, our company's Treasury Department is is, is the internal Citibank or JP Morgan, if you will. We've set up a bank internally. And our and our subsidiary companies are participants, and they get internal bank accounts that are basically subsidiary accounts that they own. They're account accounts they call them, and that's the it's the internal activity that they process through their bank area or internal bank account and bank. So if you think of it, with the ten local APs used to process through through their 10 local bank accounts, now what they do is they process within SAP, there's integration to where now they're paying through their internal bank account through that local AP process. Or we can centralize that local AP process and run it from one location as well. Now there's daily activity for all that payments going through that internal bank account. We can also process our collections through those local accounts. We can do multi-currency types of transactions. And the activity in that local account allows us to charge interest or credit interest or or past FX exposures uh, retain those at the subsidiary level, but process them centrally so we could benefit from netting of payments for instance um, and and only trading what we need to uh, cross cross company
1: so you've you know, essentially you've used the in-house centralized bank um and then virtualized it to mimic what all the external local accounts used to look like. So for the subsidiaries, they they tend to see what they've seen before. It's familiar, but it's all in-house now. It's all controlled in-house,
2: exactly, hence the word in-house.
1: Yeah, great. Um, I'm wondering, uh, what kind of pushback uh, do you typically see in an implementation from the subsidiaries? Do they get it that this would be good for them, or do they – see the change as threatening.
2: Well the biggest the biggest challenge you put your your uh, uh what's the word? You you, you you hit it right on the head, right? You hit the nail on the head with with, with um with the question because the biggest issue in house cash is change management. And so the first thing companies have to get their head around is what this new process is like. Do we have a shared service environment in place or do we have to stand one up you know totally new from scratch and if we do that how do we do that so a lot of what we do when we roll out to businesses isn't just turn on in-house cash we have to guide them through the process and help them figure out the best way to do it using our you know our experience and what we've done in the past to help guide them down that path but the so you're right you do get pushback sometimes internally but there are usually lots of benefits, and we can guide them through their business case and figure out their return on investment. And the subsidiaries uh, generally are glad to get the help and the assistance to move forward again so they can focus on other areas um, you know, within their organization. Yeah, the subsidiaries want to focus on you know, generating revenue, not necessarily you know, the accounting function.
1: Right, right. And once they get that it's a benefit to them, then they can get on board pretty quickly. Um, But like most software, uh, you don't just drop in the new software, flip the switch, and have everybody be happy. There's a a heavy investment in organizational uh, change management, training, uh, et cetera. But it sounds like in this case, um, the roadmap to get from external banking to in house cash management is pretty well defined if you know what you're doing for instance in the case of the bramasol teams
2: as, as far as um from a process perspective yes every cut but every customer is unique in terms of their footprint you know not not every uh global operation is is identical right where it, it depends which country you're in what the local rules are and requirements um a lot of the benefits can be realized um, as long as you get your tax and legal team to stand behind you, and you make sure that you're not, you know, violating any any uh, local banking requirements, for instance.
1: That's great. Uh, this has been a really great discussion focused on in-house cash and the the SAP um, uh, solutions available and how you would approach it. One question that always comes up um, in the SAP environment is looking toward the future, because one. One of the benefits that I hear from SAP customers and partners just over and over again is the, the benefits of integration. That it's one big system. It's not a standalone treasury workstation or in-house cash management workstation. It's really integrated, uh, intimately with the rest of your business operations. So the question always comes up is where, where's it going in the future? How can I be sure that my investments, uh, are, future-proofed, and what about S4 HANA hanging out there? So maybe if you could address the future a little bit.
2: Yeah, well, S4 HANA is a wonderful addition, right? It puts, it puts our services in the cloud. It gets us better data. It gets us better accessibility to our data so we can have better reporting. As far as in-house cache is concerned, um, it hasn't been um, re-engineered for S4 HANA per se. But it goes along with the changes that have already happened in accounts receivable, accounts payable, and in the general ledger. Um, the core processes um, uh, haven't had to have been re-engineered completely. So, so for instance, when we set up our, our master data internally, yeah, there'll be tiles that we can load and we can create our internal um, banks and accounts, and that's there. That's part of the S/4HANA landscape. But a lot of the core programs that enable the the integration are robust and live in the background in the core SAP and haven't had to be reengineered. But as time permits, I'm sure they will be, and will and will move forward.
1: So essentially, a com- companies can make the move now, and not have to worry about the future, uh, because what they at the front lines, what their users see and do is. Probably not going to change that much.
2: Not one at all. And In fact, the, the the improvements that have already come with, uh, you know, Simple Finance and in the ledger and in the new cash management um, are already st- seamlessly integrated with the in-house cash. And the in-house cash backbone and infrastructure, they can turn that all on right now. And as that's improved over time, they'll already be in place. So there should be no conversion going forward.
1: That sounds excellent. Uh, this has been a really great session. Is there anything that we didn't cover that you want to be sure um, and uh, get out to our listeners before we wrap up?
2: Jim, I think you did a terrific job in asking all the right questions. There's really not much that I would add that we haven't other, have not already covered, except that if your customers have any questions, feel free to contact us directly, and we can go into further detail with them about uh, their unique requirements to enable an in-house cash solution in SAP. Uh,
1: Excellent, Uh, and there will be links, uh, there are links on the podcast uh, webpage and throughout the Bramasol webpage where people can uh, drill down and request assistance. Uh, Paul, this has been great. Thank you very much and uh, look forward to talking with you more in the future about other treasury applications. Thanks. Thank you, I appreciate it, Jim.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Bramisol's Insight to Action podcast series. We hope that you found it helpful. To ensure that you never miss a future episode, you can subscribe to Bramisol at iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Bramisol in detail on our solutions for compliance, optimization, and financial transformation, Please visit www.bramasal.com or email us at info at